Today on Blue 58, we get our first dose of preseason football this week. What should we be watching for? Let's make our checklist together. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of thepowersweep.com. I'm your host, John Meerdink. Happy to be with you here for another episode. We've got some new guys in Packers camp before they head off to play their first preseason game. Dexter Williams. Not so much new as returning to the Packers. The 5'11", 212-pound running back was a sixth-round pick for the Packers in 2019. And he was a pretty good tester when he came out of Notre Dame after a good but not great career for the Fighting Irish. He doesn't really stand out in any one area athletically other than the broad jump. Jumped out of the gym there. Overall, the package is good. 4'5", 40-yard dash. Again, good broad jump. Good agility numbers, good athlete overall. As a former Packers draft pick, he played in seven games over two years with the Packers. Overall totaled seven carries for 19 yards. Really never made a big impact with the Packers. Could really just never find a role despite having a great skill set and a lot of experience in a wide zone type scheme. It just never really came together. Since his time in Green Bay, he's been on a bit of a football journey. He has had stints with the Giants, the Browns, the Dolphins, the Browns again, the Philadelphia Stars in the USFL, and now he's back with the Packers wearing not his number 22 that he wore the first time around, but number 34. Don't have high expectations really here. There's really no reason to, I don't think. The Packers just need guys to soak up some carries during preseason games. But as far as a guy to do that, I think this is about ideal. This is basically a heat-and-serve backup running back. You need one. You need a guy to carry some the ball in some games that, that don't really matter, but you need a guy who's not going to screw up your offense. This is it. He's run this offense before. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. Shoot, you might as well. So while the other guys like Tyler Goodson and B.J. Baylor and Patrick Taylor continue to come along and you know, just you can't run one of those guys 30 times a game just to soak up carries in the preseason. Dexter Williams is going to be here. Also joining the Packers this week, safety Micah Abernathy, six feet tall, maybe 5'11", depending who you ask, 195 pounds, went to Tennessee, started 30 games there. Not inconsiderable. Wasn't an outstanding player, a couple player of the week awards while he was there, but good enough to start 30 games in the SEC. Finance major for the Volunteers, too. He went undrafted in 2019. He spent some time with the Vikings, the Buccaneers, and the Colts in the NFL. And he played with the Dallas Renegades in the XFL, as well as the Houston Gamblers in the USFL. So he's been through now four NFL teams and two other teams in two other different professional football leagues. That is quite a journey. The story on him is that he's a terrific tester. Only okay on the 40, 4.5s range, but everywhere else he is elite. Terrific agility numbers, terrific jumping numbers, a little bit on the smaller side, but you can make do with that on special teams. You'd rather not, but special teams is primarily about attitude, and if he's going to find a role, that's where he's going to be. Dallin Levitt's been getting it done at 5'11", 195 pounds. Abernathy can too. The corresponding moves for these two uh, signings were um, long snapper Stephen Wordle heading out of town, as well as wide receiver Osiris Mitchell. Just couldn't make an impact for Mitchell and Wordle. It's been too bad for too long. And uh, boy, it's it's a tough time to um, 
to try to sort things out for the Packers at long snapper. I'm actually going to put together a um, a roster prediction that will be out on Friday. We're going to, I should say, we're going to go ahead and release this podcast early. So if it looks a little bit different in your podcast feed, I'm just trying to get it out as far ahead of the, the preseason game Friday night as possible. Uh, but I'm going to have a roster prediction up at thepowersweep.com as well. In that, I guess we'll talk about this for a second. I don't think the Packers' long snapper is currently on their roster. We talked about this a little bit in the last episode. We said things weren't looking great for Stephen Wordle, and, and now he's gone. So the Packers are trying to figure this out. They've got Jack Coco in camp. He is competing against all of the other long snappers in NFL camps around the league, as well as anybody else the Packers might have eyes on. And boy, do they have eyes on people, because Tuesday... They also had a bunch of guys in for tryouts, including two long snappers. I don't know if a move is imminent. Uh, at least one move was imminent, though. And it's clear that the Packers are not just going to sit by and, and go with just whoever just happens to be sticking around uh, at the time. Because it seems like that's been the approach the last couple of years. They're just going to make do with whatever they've got. It doesn't have to be that way. And Rich Bisacci, I guess, is showing, if nothing else, he is not going to put up with what he views as subpar performance at, at long snapper. So the Packers are, are shuffling the deck chairs a little bit. We'll see where they end up. But um, the process is, is ongoing here, and I don't think it's going to be Coco or Wordle uh, when we're done here. And certainly not the long-term answer this season. I think the Packers aren't going to hesitate to, to make moves throughout the season if they've got to do that. Before we dive into our watch list for preseason game number one, I want to give some shout-outs to three Patreon supporters today. Today we're talking about the Friblet. We're talking about John Bartkowski, and we're talking about Dean Ryan. Each of these fine individuals has been a longtime Patreon supporter, and we'd be grateful to have you there as well. You know, one of the best things about watching football, following the Packers, is the community that builds up around it. And the community that has formed around Blue 58 and the Power Sweep has been one of my favorite things about doing this entire project. Now, we've, we're in our seventh year now, still going strong. And it's, it's really the fans, the people who have joined us along the way that have made this so rewarding. And one of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter is you get to join that community. You get exclusive access to our Discord server which is where people from all over the world hang out and talk Packers. We've got regular contributors from Australia, from Sweden, uh, from Serbia, from the United Kingdom, uh, from all over the United States. You get a lot of different perspectives. You get a lot of interesting discussions. You get to talk with Packers fans about stuff from, you know, for all sorts of different things as well. Uh, lately, we've had some really robust discussions about grilling in, uh, in the Discord server. So check it out become a monthly contributor, and you get to be a part of this community too. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash the power sweep is the place that you want to do it. Any monthly amount gets you in the door. We'd appreciate it, and uh, we'd love it if you join our little community there as well too. All right, preseason game number one. San Francisco 49ers on tap. The Packers going to do their best mainly to get through this one without incurring any major injuries, and we've already seen long lists of veterans that appear likely to not play in this game. All of that is good, but we've still got stuff to watch, and we still have some some things that we can learn from this game. My watch list is going to boil down mainly to two big categories, position groups and players. We all know that what actually happens in this game doesn't matter other than people getting out of it healthy. So we're looking at smaller things 
within the overall scope of the game to try to figure out what the Packers as a whole are going to be doing. I would also just add that among other things going on in this game, I'm I'm excluding Jordan Love from our pregame preview here. I think everybody understands that we want to see what Jordan Love is going to do. And this weekend, I'm going to post a a longer breakdown at thepowersweep.com about what I would like to see from Jordan Love this year. It's going to be based in part on on a topic that we did on the podcast here in the relatively recent past. But what we need to see from Jordan Love extends well beyond this preseason game. I think Love is probably going to look pretty good in the preseason this year. It seems like he's trending in the right direction. But everybody knows that we want to see what, what Jordan Love is doing, so we don't need to belabor that point a lot. In terms of position groups that I'm going to be watching, I have three. I want to see the offensive line, I want to see edge rusher, and I want to see inside linebacker. Here's the breakdown of each of those. Let's start with the offensive line. So first, I'm going to be watching who is the first group out of the gate here. Who are the air quotes, heavy air quotes here, starters? Who's getting the first crack at being on the field? Does it seem like the Packers are trying to look ahead to week one or just trying out some stuff? Because I'm still, as much as the Packers seem to like Jake Hansen, I can't decide based on Matt LaFleur's comments, based on what we've heard and seen about Jake Hansen in practice so far, are they really serious about him in the starting lineup or are they just trying some stuff out? I don't know if we've got a firm answer there. If we see Jake Hansen out there with the starters in preseason, if we see him play pretty well, okay, maybe we're starting to see a picture come together here. If they're just throwing stuff out there, if he's in there for a series and then they rotate somebody else in, or if he doesn't start all throughout the preseason, it just seems like they're trying stuff out. And either approach is is valid because they've got a lot of openings on the right side of the offensive line. And a lot of this is just short-term anyway. So they're really just trying to find short-term fits until Elton Jenkins can come back and stabilize some of that right side, presuming that he is going to stay or play right tackle when he gets back. Uh, But we got to see. We want to see who's out there first because they're also trying to get good looks for other guys too, one of them, Jordan Love. So who is going to give Jordan Jordan Love the best looks uh, on the offensive line? They'll try to go with that group and, and we'll see what that group is on Friday night. Then you want to see who's next. Who are the first guys off the bench? The first guy off the bench on the offensive line is usually somebody they want to see with the starters. In a normal year, if David Bakhtiari is in the starting lineup and he's playing in the preseason, you'd be looking for a guy like Yash Nyman to come off the bench right away and slot in with the rest of the starting offensive line as David Bakhtiari comes out to give him some reps with the, like the starting left guard if he's playing at left tackle. The Packers will do some stuff like that in this game and um, just try to get basically two versions of your starters out there together. Just swapping in a couple guys lets you keep most of the line intact while getting some, some looks at some additional people further down the depth chart. The next thing I'm looking for among the offensive linemen is anybody getting unexpected playing time. Now, a couple people have mentioned this week that Caleb Jones, the mammoth tackle out of Indiana University, is getting some looks with the second team offensive line, which is a little bit surprising. I don't think anybody really expected him to be a huge contributor this year. (laughs) A huge contributor. I guess he was going to be a huge contributor one way or another this year, Uh, but he is getting some looks with the, the second team offensive line. 
when does he come into the game and how much playing time does he get and what are the Packers hoping to learn from that? On top of that, I'm also looking to see who's not getting playing time or who's not getting playing time until late. The guy that falls into this category is Sean Ryan. Third round pick for the Packers this year, but it's pretty clear that he's not lighting it up in camp so far. And there is an adjustment period. I'm I'm not using that as a knock on him or saying that's a bad pick or anything, but he seems to be coming along a little bit more slowly than Zach Tom, just for instance. Despite there being a, a really clear opening for him on the right side at guard or tackle, he doesn't seem to have really been in the mix there for a starting spot. So when does he get on the field? Is it pure second team stuff? Is it later than that? Is it maybe earlier than that? We'll see. But we want to be on the lookout for anybody not getting much playing time because that is going to raise some questions. And the answers to those questions could say a lot. At edge rusher, I would love to see a couple of reps from Rashawn Gary. That would be awesome. Certainly not counting on that. I would think for sure he's going to be among the people who aren't playing. So that's more of a wish than something I actually think we're going to see on Friday night. Beyond that, though, I really want to see who edge rushers three and four are. Right now, it's looking like Ladarius Hamilton and Tipa Nalii with Jonathan Garvin hanging around there a little bit. How do they get on the field and when? And do they do anything when they're out there? Because I would consider myself, Ladarius Hamilton maybe less so because he's got the more prototypical build for an edge rusher. But Tipa, I mean, I would count myself among some of, one of, some of his bigger fans. I thought he was an intriguing prospect when the Packers signed him at a Utah State a couple of years ago. But it doesn't seem like it's really like he's ever really added any weight or gotten any bigger. He's weird for an edge rusher, just a big stork of a dude there on the edge. Sure, a lot of length there. Can you win with that kind of body at edge rusher in the NFL? I don't really know. I'm intrigued, and I want to see where things sort out for him this year. Despite being one of his bigger fans, I would say I pretty firmly counted him out this year, but making some noise, it's interesting. So what does he do when he out, he's out there? And is he really um, in that next wave behind Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith? I also want to see where Kingsley, or I guess JJ and Igbari fits in. Um, he's had a pretty quiet camp so far. When does he get on the field and what does he do when he gets out there? I suspect that a guy with his athletic profile is going to be a little bit more of a gamer than a practice performer. So he's he was a productive player in the SEC. Not like wildly productive, but he did all right. But he wasn't a great tester uh, in, in pre-draft stuff. So I suspect that he's going to do a lot better in game situations where he can you do more things like reacting to the offense and finding openings and where you can use a little bit more guile or experience or just play with your brain a little bit more than you would in a situation where you're doing, say, one-on-one pass rush reps. That's something that Packers media gives a lot of attention to, and I'm not sure that's it's super helpful. One-on-one passing reps, pass rush reps, are well, they're pretty rare in game situations. Sure, there are situations where you are rushing one-on-one against an opposing offensive lineman, but it's within the, the confines or within within the scope of your defense. Your responsibilities may be different on a given play. The blocking schemes are going to be different. There's really nothing to react to. It's, it's more than just trying to beat the guy in front of you. In one-on-one passing reps, pass rush reps, in practice, it's just all you versus the other guy. 
he doesn't have to account for anything else. There's no setting up anybody for anything that plays off of you. It's just you trying to beat the other guy. I don't know if a guy who's not a great athlete, not a Rashawn Gary caliber athlete, is going to excel in those kind of situations. And I wonder if Enigbari is the sort of guy who's just a gamer. He plays his best when he's in an actual game within the scope of a game rather than in the scope of a practice. Just kind of thinking out loud there as to why he may have had a, a less than, well, maybe just say a quiet camp so far. Finally, inside linebacker. I want to see who's getting snaps and when. Obviously, seeing Quay Walker is going to be fun. We'll talk about him in a second. Uh, but I want to see who's getting snaps and when. Specifically, I'd like to see when Ty Summers gets reps there because I would like to move on from Ty Summers. I think there's really no reason for him to be on the field when the Packers are on defense, and there are other guys who do what he can do on special teams. So let's see when he's getting out on the field because if it's early, that may indicate that the Packers are are trying to get a look at him on defense and see if he offers anything uh, in, in that regard. If he's playing only late, it's just cleanup stuff. And I think we can be, feel pretty good about where the Packers are, are headed at inside linebacker when it pertains to pertains to him. In terms of individual players, um, three really come to mind for me. First is Patrick Taylor. The number three running back job in Green Bay is wide open right now. Um, Kylan Hill is still coming back from his ACL. And other than Patrick Taylor, it's all new guys until literally, I guess, yesterday. Um, they signed Dexter Williams, who is, <laughs> I guess, the very opposite of a new guy, uh, a former draft pick coming back to the Packers. Uh, you'd, you'd think that Taylor is still probably ahead of the curve relative to, to Williams, but you never know. I would like to see him step up and really say, okay, I know we've got Tyler Goodson here. He's a good athlete who was productive in in college. I know we've got Dexter Williams here, who is a former draft pick by these very same Green Bay Packers. He's got some deep connections with Matt LaFleur. I understand these guys are here. I'm going to show up and I'm going to own this job and I'm going to do whatever it takes to perform in these preseason games. I want to see some big plays from him. I want to see him run hard. I think he can do it. He's got a a great physical skill set, some great physical tools. Let's see him put it together on the field. The other two guys are the Packers' two first-round picks. I would love to see what Quay Walker can do out on the field. We've heard nothing but good things about his speed within the Packers' defense uh, in practices, in camp so far. It, I'm very intrigued, and I want to see how him being on the field affects the rest of the Packers' defense. Are they able to stay in a nickel base more than they otherwise would have been able to? Are they able to really turn him loose in some pressure situations. I'm not like holding my breath on seeing a lot of pressure from Joe Barry in the Packers defense. Uh, what does he do in coverage? I'm really intrigued by that. And I want to see what he does in coverage situations and, and how he's able to perform there. Uh, who does he end up paired with? Um, is it going to be Chris Barnes? And what are their responsibilities when they're on the field together? In terms of Wyatt, let's see what he does when he actually gets out on the field. Uh, I've been... I've had high expectations for him. Been pretty clear about thinking that he can do some big things for the Packers defense this year. But I also want to be clear that there is a pretty significant and pretty steep learning curve for rookie defensive linemen. Think back to what Kenny Clark did as a rookie way back in 2016. You don't have to think very long or very hard because it wasn't much. 
even a guy as gifted as Kenny Clark needed some time to figure it out at the NFL level. Wyatt is probably the fifth of five or six defensive linemen on the Packers that are seriously going to play this year right now. But he's still a tremendous athlete in the right situations. I still think he can succeed. What is he going to look like when he's out on the field? Uh, I'm really intrigued by what he could offer, and I really think that there are some big things that he could do for the Packers on the field this year if he's able to get out there. So let's see what he looks like in an actual game situation not the structured confines of practice where, you know, it it may be hard for him to take advantage of his, his, his skills. Let's see what happens. Let's see what he can do. And of course, let's throw Romeo Dubs in there too. I just want to see it. I'm really excited about him as a player. It doesn't hurt that he's wearing number 87, which is a lot of fun too. Um, Let's see him out on the field. Let's see what he can do. And let's see if he's as good on the field uh, against a, another NFL defense as he is in practice playing against um, guys that may not be in the NFL here in a couple of weeks. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And either way, don't get too worked up about it. Uh, it's just a preseason game. Uh, it's going to be vanilla stuff on both sides, uh, which is not the compliment that it should be. Vanilla being an excellent flavor of ice cream, very versatile, uh, goes with everything. And it's great by itself. So vanilla shouldn't be a knock on the defenses that we're going to see out there. It's just not going to be as complex as some of the defenses that we'll see out there in the regular season. Um, if I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think there's a lot to look forward to, even in a game that doesn't matter at all. This is the point at which I remind you that it's supposed to be fun. All of this is fun. The reason we follow the Packers is to have fun doing it. And even in games that don't matter, there is fun to be had. So have fun with it. This is our preseason too. These are games that we can watch and have takes about and enjoy with friends and people online and stuff like that uh, without worrying about whether the Packers win or lose. It's enjoyable to see the Packers out there on the football field. We only get so many of these every year. We get one such as it is on Friday night. So enjoy it for what it is, have fun with it, and we'll see you next week to recap everything that went on, as well as the cuts that are coming from the Packers as well next week, because that is bearing down on us too. The Packers have to make their first round of roster cuts next Tuesday, but we'll cover that when it is next week. In the meantime, enjoy this next preseason game, this first preseason game, because that's all I've got for you on this episode of Blue 58. I appreciate you tuning in. I'd appreciate it even more if you'd take a second and share this episode with somebody you think is going to enjoy it. That's going to help more people find the show and get more people involved in this conversation that you and I are having about the Green Bay Packers, which in turn is going to help all of us, perhaps me especially, become smarter Packers fans. And as I always say, smarter Packers fans are better Packers fans, and better Packers fans are what we all want to be. I'm your host, John Meerdink. We'll see you next time on Blue 58.